You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Today on the podcast, I'll be talking with Alina Alcantara, an actor-singer who lives in Orlando, Florida. She talks about her journey from flight attendant to musical theater and the bumpy road she traveled between the two. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is Why I'll Never Make It. Oftentimes we think that people don't see us or don't see what we're doing or who we are as a person or as an artist. Like we sometimes feel invisible. Well, welcome back to the podcast where each week a feature story is on the realities of a career in the performing arts. The website is winmepodcast.com, and you can reach out to me directly at whyillnevermakeit at gmail.com. Today's guest is someone that I worked with in Orlando whenever I did Man of La Mancha at the Orlando Shakespeare Theater. That was back in 2016, and Alina was really just getting started in her musical theater journey. Since then, she has gone on to perform around Orlando, both at Disney World and Universal Studios, and has branched out on camera, both in commercials, television, and even an upcoming Lifetime movie. But before all that, she was a flight attendant. And her story of how she came to theater and becoming an actress is both a fascinating and inspiring story. She really had quite a different path to the performing arts. Completely different path. Uh, I began acting in 2015. That's really when, when, when my journey began. I mean, I'd done, you know, like the school plays or the, you know, the church Christmas play, things like that. But as far as stepping out into professional acting, it was in the spring of 2015. And it, it almost didn't happen. Uh, my first role was Abuela Claudia in In the Heights. It was a community theater production here in Orlando. And uh, the audition notice popped up in my Facebook feed as a sponsored advertisement or whatever. And uh, I saw it and made the mistake. We know it wasn't a mistake. At least I don't believe in coincidences. Uh, I made the mistake of sharing that with a friend of mine. Uh, We've known each other for over 20 years. We sang in a church choir together. She is also an actor. Uh, She focuses primarily on TV and film. Anyway, so I mentioned it to her. She went ballistic. Oh, girl, this is it. This is the sign that you've been waiting for. You have to audition. And, but I was like, I, but how? It's like, okay, you just have to show up, uh, uh, bring a headshot, bring a resume, uh, bring whatever you're going to sing. I'm like, what's a headshot? I mean, I literally, like, literally like, like, I don't have any of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I, I was that person. I was like, what's a headshot? But I don't, but I don't resume, but don't you, I've never done this before. Don't you get it? I like, literally, this was the conversation we we're having. Um, she had me send her a selfie. She formatted it, put borders on everything. She's like, okay, go to Kinko's, print this out on cardstock. Boom, that's your headshot. Okay. So she's like, okay, then you need a resume. I'm like, but do you not under, you've done it at church. You did it at school. Put that on the resume. I'm like, are you sick? Put it on the resume. Okay, fine. So uh, interestingly enough, uh, I had, you know, I mean, I 
played piano since I was a kid, things like that. So having music around the house is not unusual for me. I went and looked up like my old sheet music and I had an audition cut for Paciencia y Fe because little known fat, I may or may not have told you this when we first met each other and we're talking. Uh, I had auditioned for the first national tour of In the Heights years before. I did not know that. I had. I had auditioned in Miami and I had gotten called back for this role. And I had auditioned in front of Tommy Kale and Alex Lacamoire. I actually auditioned in front of these guys. Uh, I had the audition cut. I was like, okay, I guess I'll sing this. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a gutsy move to do. It's like, oh, I'm going to show up at audition and, you know, sing this character song from the same show that I am auditioning for. But anyway, I did. And the rest is history. That's where it began. Uh, I then uh, got involved in uh, more community theater, like a, a St. Luke's United Methodist here in Orlando has a very large theater program. They're probably one of the better known community theaters here in town. And I uh, performed in Big River. Uh, it, that production was the following year. Uh, I've since become a member of the church I never left. <laughs> and just started doing different things around town. But when... You could say that I went into full-time, as a full-time artist, was when I got fired from my non-acting job a little over a year ago. I was a flight attendant. Right. Yes, I was a flight attendant. And uh, I was fired because of excessive absences. And these absences were because I was doing all these shows and was unable to cover the trips that I was scheduled for. I mean, looking back in retrospect, I'm surprised I lasted as long as I did, seriously. But um, yeah, that was at the beginning of last year. And I was in the middle of rehearsals for another show. Uh, so that's really when you could say I officially became a full-time artist. Your career, which it's performing was becoming your career, was getting in the way of you making money. <laughs> Essentially, you know, I mean, go, you know, go figure. <laughs> and so, once they fired you, once you were let go, was was that finally kind of your sign, like, okay, I now have freedom to do this fully? Well, after the initial oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, I was scared out of my wits. I have never been let go from a job in my life, uh, so this was again a completely new new experience for me. Um, there was panic, absolutely, there was, but. It's odd. Some, again, once again, in the depths of my spirit, I had this knowing that, that this was all part of the plan. And, uh, but no, I mean, there was that level of, of fear there, fear of the unknown, that uncertainty. Um, but looking back in retrospect, I understand that it had to happen, that it, it, it had to happen the way that it did. Uh, taking this step. Yes, I realized that this was what had to happen. This was the sign that, okay, full steam ahead. This is what you're called to do. You've just got to keep going. Um, I understand that now more than ever because I, I own and acknowledge that the non-acting job that I had, my flying, was my security blanket. Mm -hmm. It was that sure thing that I didn't quite want to let go of. And it had to literally been yanked from my hands. That security blanket had to be yanked from my hands in order for me to take off, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, to take off into 
my purpose, which I do truly believe this is my purpose. Like this is as cliche as it sounds, this is what I was born to do. Wow. And so you're now four years into this journey, which began almost on a fluke and has now become your, your full-time, not only work, but it's become your full-time passion as well. Absolutely. And, yeah. and whenever you and I worked together, I think that was the thing that struck me the most in working with you was this, I mean, besides you're just a goofball, besides that, <laughs> but what I loved most about you was this, was this positivity and you always just came with a smile. And, 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 and I think that that is something that us, us old timers, you know, I've been in this 27 years or so professionally. And so us old timers, you know, having someone new come in and bringing that freshness and that, <laughs> just wide-eyed optimism and joy of what we do, I think is so refreshing. And, and that was that really stuck with me. It, it, has that been hard to maintain that? I mean, granted, four years is, you're still kind of new, but you, you've been doing it long enough to kind of know the ups and downs of it. Right. Um, is it hard to maintain? As with anything, I mean, in life in general, just having a positive outlook, period, you know, can be challenging because life happens just like poop but um <laughs> every day every day this sounds like an episode from like an nbc show that i, I don't want to mention but you know good place. um but going back to answer your question it can be i mean because we are human beings we are vulnerable we are subject to having our emotions um anxieties um so it, it there can be those moments where you may not necessarily be feeling like everything's coming up roses. Um, there are those moments of self-doubt. There are those moments that, you know, you just may be having a bad day for X, Y, or Z reason. So, yeah, I mean, ha has it been challenging along the way? Of course it has. I would be, an, I would be a liar if I said, oh, no, it's fantastic. And, no, Let, let's, let's be real. That's why the name of this podcast is why I'll never make it. There is a reason why the podcast is called because, you know, these are things that we grapple with on a daily basis. Of course. Yep. Yeah. So no, there, there are moments of course, where I may feel discouraged about something, you know, perhaps an audition that didn't go well or a callback that I thought was going to come and it didn't. So uh, has it been challenging? It has. Uh, that being said, um, putting putting that aside, and for me, like maybe I have a very odd look at this calling because, well, again, to me, it's not a career, a job. To me, it really is a calling. Hmm. Like you know, I I do truly believe that we are all are born into this world with some kind of a purpose, whichever it may be. And so for me, perhaps what keeps me going is understanding that it goes beyond me going on a stage and doing a show or recording a song or a commercial. Um, it's a lot of what happens off that stage. It's a lot of what happens behind that camera when the cameras are off or the lights are off. It is impacting the lives of the people that you come in contact with. I mean, the mere fact that a few moments ago you were saying how you were struck by, oh, you're, you know, your positivity and you're like, you're so refreshing. And well, thank you because you're reminding me now that yes, this is exact, this is exactly what it's about. It's my calling. You know, we, 
you know, we are, we're light, we're salt. Uh, we, we do make a difference. We do have a sphere of influence that we impact. Mm-hmm. And so I see myself as that's, I'm a, I'm a world changer. It's just that my excuse is that I happen to be an artist. And I believe that that is why, plus, you know, my, my belief system, my faith, that I do, do truly lean on and believe that that's what keeps me going. Um, I think that's what keeps me with that perspective. And that's what somehow puts the air back in, in my, or the wind back in my sails. Like, okay, all right, let's keep going. Uh, or it may be an encounter. Let's say I'm at an audition with a familiar, I see a familiar face. Hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. And catching up and words like that have been said to me in audition rooms or I go see a friend at a show and support them and I may run into someone that I don't even know that, I mean, maybe we've crossed paths, but we've never worked together or have befriended each other. And they said, no, it's just such a pleasure to meet you. And I've been meaning to say this to you, you know, this and that, like, you know, you're, there's something about you, like your, your positivity is something that I find so inspiring or, you know, your, your hustle is so inspiring <laughs> to mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, you're, you know, just show up, which is kind of like a little hashtag on my social media that I share often. Uh, it's like, you, you, I find you to be such an inspiration. You know, needless to say, I, I have tissues in my bag all the time because oftentimes I get hit in the face in a good way with these, to me, divine reminders from the universe, from God, and anything else that you would choose to believe out there that is letting me know, no, this is, this is, what, this is, this is what it's about, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, you have these gifts and it's all fantastic, but you're doing so much more beyond that. You are so much more than, you know, who people know you as or the shows that you do. It's truly who you are and what, what you carry. And by what you carry, I'm not talking just about your gifts. It's about that light. It's about that, that joy, that love. That it's, it's what you carry on the inside and then shine outside for others to see, to feel, and to be impacted by. And so that, Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because conversely, uh, mm-hmm. I certainly know that when you bring that that desperation, when you bring that bad day, when you bring whatever into the audition room, that can also be what shows up, you know. Absolutely. And, and so it really is a matter of the the kind of person, the kind of light that we're emanating that particular day, whether it's dim, whether it's bright. You know, you know that whole analogy that you know, in order for us to to pour our lives into others, we have to be full ourselves. Absolutely. And it really is so important that we find our purpose, we find our calling. And it's not a selfish thing. No. It's, it's a matter of us being truly ourselves and finding what, what it is that really fulfills us in a way that we can then give to other people. Absolutely. And I know that you understand this because, well, you have been at this craft for some time. And I'm sure you can tell me with all the ups and downs you may have encountered along your journey and as tired as you may be at the end of the day from them crazy cue to cues and long rehearsal weeks or eight shows a week or whatever, you may be exhausted, but you're content. You have, you have kind of like this little satisfaction, this little mm, going on on the inside of you like, I'm doing what I love to do. Okay. Yes. And now I can go to sleep. Right, right. And so, pass out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's the auditions and the times in between that really test us. It is. And I think it's so telling that 
it has to be a calling or you won't make it through the in-between times. No, no. And I know that somewhere that I heard or read something about what we do professionally for a living is that we audition. Like that's our job. Like that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's our grind. Like that's what we do. And, you know, and you look at it as you put on, you know, one minute, minute and a half, three minute shows. Hey, okay. <laughs> and, and it's as absurd as it sounded in the moment. It really does kind of put things into perspective. If you look at it, it's like, I'm going into the room. Hey, you know, how you doing? And, you know, do your thing. It kind of it kind of changes the perspective. It's like, oh, I'm going to entertain you for a short moment. Oh, well, thank you. See you later. You know, if you want more, second date, that callback, baby. Right. That kind of put things into perspective for me. Uh, that and the just show up. You know, we'll say like, oh, nothing's coming my way. It's like, it's like, baby, did you even show up? Did you even did you even send in the self tape? I mean, did did you do anything? And I say this because I am guilty as charged. I am saying this because I own it 100%. This has been me. Yeah. At more, on, on more than one occasion. I've been there too. I have not I gotten out of bed because I'm like, nope, not today. And I have not submitted that video because that is much work. <laughs> exactly. But, but again, at some point, you know, somebody wants a, a repeat performance, a.k.a. callback. Next thing you know, oh, hey, an offer, a contract, what, where, who, okay, yay. Like, it sounds crazy, but if you kind of tweak your perspective to look at it that way, you'd be surprised how much fun you can get out of it or like how inspired, encouraged you will feel to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Changes, it changes the game. It changes the way that we look at it. And I do believe changes the outcome. Yeah. And, and and one of those differences is is that you finally did get to be in the height. So you got to play oh. that role, and that must have been a long-awaited dream for you to finally get to do it. Oh my God! And yeah, um, <laughs> and to think that I've played the role twice now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, uh, well the first time around was very memorable for many reasons. I'm, again, it's a show that is very personal to me, um, you know, certainly as, as a Latina. Um, but uh, my, you know, my father, he owned that grocery store in New York, you know, like, so there were so many, there's so many similarities uh, in the different characters that tie into my own personal story. And that character of Abuela um, and especially when I played her at that time, my paternal grandmother had passed away a year prior. Mm. And um, I was unaware of how much of her I channeled in my performance. Uh, and having family in the audience watching that, in this case, my, you know, my father, you know, my aunt, one of my aunts came from uh, up north to, to see the show down here. And they were, they were wrecked. They were wrecked. They said, it's like, you look so much like mommy on that stage. You looked like her. You talked like her. You moved like her. You know, so fast forward to three years later when I get to reprise this same role. And not just the same role, but on the same stage. Because the first time around, it was also at Orlando Shakes. Uh, So, you know, they, you know, the space was rented and that's where the performances were held. Fast forward. It was the season opener for Orlando Shakespeare, you know, for the, for last season, 
and to it's to come full circle you know after so much had happened in my life you know since then and to then be on that stage again yes so so satisfying so fulfilling so emotional um so joyful uh so purposeful unbelievable and unforgettable experience now in those performances where your family got to see you, what was, what was their reaction? I mean, because you had, had told us that you were in another direction. You weren't going down this path. And now all of a sudden, okay, this is what I'm doing now, family. How did they respond to that? Uh, initially, not well. <laughs> and that's okay. Because I know that there, there is such a thing as a generation gap. Uh, of course, you know, my parents being older and, you know, coming from a generation where it's, you know, you work all your life and, you know, m- usually it's the same job your entire life and then you retire and, you know, a very traditional right. uh, look at life and employment, gainful employment, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so initially it was, it was not a good reaction. Uh, there was, uh, and I, w- I would say more so, I wouldn't say that they were disappointed. I think it's just as, you know, like as parents, that reaction of worrying about their child, like, what are you going to do with your, like, how are you going to support yourself? And, you know, these questions. Um, But going forward, as I was auditioning, and in some cases, I mean, God honest truth, there were offers that would materialize, like stuff that I hadn't auditioned for. Those are always amazing. Uh. I mean, you're, you're like, who, me? Like, you know, those, those moments. Um, that was starting to happen. And I, they kind of started realizing, oh, you know, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I have to go, you know, I have to go record this. Or, yes, I have to go rehearse for that. Or, yes, um, uh, I have an audition for this. Oh, I got a call back for that. And, you know, they started hearing all this going on. And women, she's doing things. She's out there. When I think it finally kicked in and they realized like, wow, yeah, this is really it, was last year's In the Heights. Uh, Seeing all the hype that was built around that production, uh, the marketing, like, because I I was even actively involved in the marketing campaign that the theater had for the show. And um, they came to see the show maybe three times, four possibly. Yeah. Again, same aunt came to visit from, you know, from, from up north, came with her husband this time around. And they were, again, you know, blown away um, by the show. I'm the same, by me. Hello. Hang on a second. I have but no I think, doubt that you were amazing, though. <laughs> thank you, my love. I appreciate that. But um, I think that's, that's when it really sunk in for them. You know, that they would see, you know, and seeing people's reactions, like, you know, after the show in the lobby, oh my God, and, you know, and seeing the, the press coverage and all these different things. I think that's when it really hit them, like, oh, wait a minute. This is what she was born to do. This is really who she is. I, and when I started overhearing conversations, you know, you pretend that you're not listening, but you overhear conversations. And, you know, my mother, you know, saying things on the phone like, oh, well, you know that Alina, you know, she's an actress now and this is what she does. And, my, you know, I was like, who are you and where have you put my mother? You know, <laughs> I'm like, really? It, it, that, I guess that's, that's when I realized, okay, they finally get it. 
you know, and, um, and, you know, and now they're super supportive. Um, you know, they've been there during the tough, challenging times where you kind of are waiting, when is the next door that's going to open? So, yeah, yeah, but initially it wasn't good, but now it's good. <laughs> because, as you said, they're worried about how are you going to make a living? Are, are you really going to be happy doing this? I, I think that's what it comes down to. Are, are you going to be able to support yourself and actually be, yes. be happy with, with your life? And, and, and I think once they were, certainly they enjoyed your performance and like, okay, she is really good. I loved it. But then they see other people and how they react. And it's like, okay, she's doing what she's supposed yeah. to be doing. She's where she's supposed to be. With the rest of the family too. Um, the same aunt that I keep referring to, uh, she's kind of always been my, my cheerleader from even from when I first started, you know, and she's been one to say like, oh, of course, you know, she is looking at different things in the entertainment world than I am. Like, for example, oh, American Idol's holding auditions or America's Got Talent doing auditions. I'm like, thanks, auntie. That's not exactly what I'm looking at, but thank you. Um, <laughs> but, but the fact that she's in that mindset of always like she sees something and is immediately thinking, oh, my niece. Oh, because my niece does this. And now where the family kind of sees me as like, oh, 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 she's the star of the family. And it's like, guys, really, it's no. I'm, I mean, thank you. Thank you that you see that you see me that way. It's encouraging. But no, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Hang on a second. But uh, it means a lot. And like with my nieces and nephews that, you know, they think like their aunt's a rock star, which She's not. <laughs> yeah. At least that's how they see it, you know? So it's when in the beginning it wasn't like that and fast forward to now and things are different. Yeah, it feels really great. <laughs> it really does. To let you know a little bit about the behind the scenes going into this interview, I actually recorded it back in August of 2019. And yet, these eight or nine months later, the conversation Alina and I had is still very relevant today, especially with everything going on, or really not going on, since COVID came into the picture. She shares her own struggles of how, from day to day, this is not an easy profession, and sometimes, well, we're just not as motivated as we are on other days. Whether it's coronavirus or audition season or actually being cast and taking on a difficult role that seems outside of our comfort zone. Each of us at some point in time begin to doubt and question if this is truly what we're meant to be doing. And Alina found herself in that very common place. Last couple months, I will be very honest, you know, like I... Yeah, I hit a rough spot. You know, I was, you know, feeling the discouragement, the self-doubt, the, yeah. you know, am, am I, did I make the right choice? <laughs> Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> I need to find a job, that, like a steady job, you know, like things like that. Um, yeah, a lot of uncertainty, um, a lot of self-doubt, you know, of course, I'm, which I understand and certainly understand now is what we all struggle with at different points in our lives in our careers absolutely but yeah and especially you know you go to all these auditions and you know you'll get callbacks uh, or not but you know it's like you're showing you're showing up you're doing you know you're doing the thing and you're like 
okay, um, when do I actually get to work? <laughs> you know, what, when do I get a paycheck coming in? You know, I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't, can't tell my creditors, oops, sorry, you know, I'm an actor. So, you know, I'm kind of waiting for my next gigs. Like, that's not what they want to hear. Um, you know, thank God for unemployment, mm-hmm. uh, which, I did, which I didn't even know that right. you could apply for. I didn't. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God another actor friend of mine had told me, he's like, yeah, you can apply for it. So, you know, depending on the jobs that I've had, I would apply in the different states depending on, you know, which theater I worked at. So I, I did Florida for a time because I did La Mancha and, and I've done right. New Jersey. I've done Pennsylvania, which is what I'm doing now. So, I mean, I'm kind of... Well, you see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. So now I know for whatever out-of-state gigs I would have, like, oh yeah, by the way, Right. So, but no, like it was, it was tough. Like I had some days and I was just like, you know, I, I need to do something, you know, and you know, it's bad when you apply at like freaking Starbucks and Publix and they don't hire you. You know, it's bad. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, or, what is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, or, or, or for myself, like, you know, I went, you know, I went that route, like, okay, let me find a non-acting job. And and this is my story, yes, applied at Starbucks or Publix or Lucky's Market, which is like another, you know, supermarket chain that expanded down here. And uh, when you're not getting even hired by them, at least for me in that moment, I said, you know, even in the middle of it all, because it was like, they talk about that black cloud hanging over your head. That is exactly what I felt like. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, and it's, it's hard to describe because even despite all that, like somehow, oddly enough, like deep in my spirit somehow, I still knew that I was where I was supposed to be, you know. Um, but yeah, like when that happened, like, shit, like nothing from Starbucks, nothing from Publix, like what? That was, to me, it was just like a sign from God, the universe, whatever anybody out there wants to believe. But that is like, no, you are exactly where you need to be. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine, I'll keep doing it. you know um so like for example with social media like for me like my my idea my vision is that i try to be positive uplifting lighthearted absolutely you know because i mean you know we we, because we got enough to worry about you know be it in our personal lives or the world around us but um but at the same time you know like I, i try to have my moments where i'm like okay this is where i'm at this is what I'm dealing with. This was today's struggle, you know, and I do share that. Uh, but I will say sometimes with social media, it can be deceiving because... Oh, absolutely it is. Yeah, yeah. Because then like you may see other colleagues, other friends like, oh yeah, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, you know. But I say sometimes that media, that is the highlight reel. Like, do you really know what's going on behind the scenes? Do you really know if that person is crying themselves to, at, you know, to sleep at night because of whatever they may be dealing with. Uh, so I try to keep it a balance of both. Yeah. You know, so uh, then since I was knocking on all these doors because mama need, needs a job, you know, that's where I kind of like got into the mantra of just show up. Hashtag just show up. And that's what it was like. Okay, well, you know, this is, this is what we do for a living. We knock on doors. Here I go. So I, you know, I've tried to make it about that. Well, here I am. Here we go again. Hi. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and some of those have been like day of, I'm still in bed. Like, do I really want to go? <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 for example, Disney open calls. Do I really like, you know, you're, you're lying in bed literally like this. 
I, do I really want to do this today? <laughs> again, again. But yet here we are and I'm talking to you and I just finished my first week of rehearsals for a Disney show. And it's because I kept showing up. Um, not, not to mention, um, and this is definitely something for all of us out there, because oftentimes we think that people don't see us or don't see what we're doing or who we are as a person or as an artist. Like we sometimes feel invisible. Uh, this, this offer that I got, literally the casting director called me and said, I, I, you just like, I don't, I don't know what exactly <laughs> I want to do with you, but I want to bring you on board, you know, and, and the words out of his mouth were, you know, you had, you've had such wonderful callbacks, the times that I've been here and I've seen you, plus so much of what I've heard about you, about who you are on stage and off stage, you're the kind of person we want to work with. Because reputation means so much and how you work with people and, and that means as much maybe even more so in some auditions than your actual talent. Absolutely. I say many times that our gifts are our gifts. They're, you know, they're, there's some little Bible verse out there or something that says something that about that those gifts are given, you know, it's like, it's, there's no refunds, there's no taking it back. You know, it's like you're born with it or whatever. But the truth is, if you don't have the character to back that up, that gift can only take you so far. Right. And people won't care about your gift because they don't like you. Exactly. So that, that uh, goes without saying, I, you know, broke down crying on the phone when he said that. But, um, but also, it was a very important reminder to me that uh, what I have thought, you know, and maybe have started to doubt, like, eh, you know, what does it matter? No, it was a very blatant reminder to me at that moment, like, no, honey, you have to keep doing you. You have to keep being who you are. You have to keep caring about who you are and what you do and who you are when you go out there. The stage yeah. isn't just the one that we stand on under the spotlights. The stage is wherever, wherever we walk in. Mm -hmm. Be it the holding room for an audition or the callback room or you know, the Starbucks next door to the place that you went to go audition at. You know, you just don't know who's watching. You really don't know. Very so cool. keep shining. That's all I can say. Keep doing you. And Alina certainly does shine. Whether it's the various shows and events that she does for Disney, or being a certain sorceress in Diagon Alley. The range of roles, the joy that she brings on stage is not only captivating, but also infectious. As someone who shared the stage with her, I can attest that her bright energy, both backstage and the fun that we had, as well as the, the passion and the dedication she brings on stage, is something that we all aspire to in our creative endeavors. Because when we get down to it, there is a childlike wonder to what we do. This world of imagination is really something that we've been doing since we were children. Playing make-believe, having imaginary friends and scenarios and acting out all the adventures in our minds. And now in adulthood, we get to put those on stage and share those stories with other people. And so I had to ask if childhood Alina ever imagined being able to do all of this on stage. I don't think that 
seven-year-old, eight-year-old Alina who was would come home from school and, you know, listen to NPR or listen to show tunes or standards on the radio, watch all the old musicals on TV. I don't think she had any idea of what she was in for, of what of what the future had in store for her. Um, but you know, she's still there. You know, the, the little the little kid is there, and she's definitely living her best life. Um, it is, it truly, it truly is a dream come true. Uh, things that I toyed with as a kid, you know, putting on shows or pretending that I was, you know, this famous singer or actress or something and to then now be playing uh, on different types of stages and different types of environments it's it really is a dream come true um and kind of a side note but it kind of ties into this um when i first came on board uh with disney uh you know they there is an orientation that we go through. It's called traditions. Right. And you may, you, may know, you may know something about that. So, of course, you know that, you know, one of those special moments or a couple of special moments is one when you get your ears because mm-hmm. you do get ears. But when you get that name tag, when you get your name tag and the surprise that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's an everyday thing, but at least that day I can attest that we got the surprise that who came to deliver the name tags, the big cheese himself. And I, I'm not, I'm not kidding Patrick. When I say this, when I saw him walk in, I cried. <laughs> I, I legit cried. It was like, it, it, it was, I, it went back to little Alina watching wonderful world of Disney on TV, you know, that it, it, it took me back and I lost it. Um, so yeah, that's a, that the little kid, she's, she's out, she gets to come out and play and has been having the time of her life playing. Um, and I look forward to what else, whatever else is along the road for me on this fantastic adventure. Uh-huh. And, and I, and I think that that's such a wonderful way to, to look at it is that, is that childlike wonder and excitement because yeah, that there, there is enough to, to kind of get us down and to make us fearful or doubtful of ourselves. So it's oh, yeah. when we can tap in to the seven-year-old who doesn't think about all that, you know, when, when I was seven-year-old, I, I didn't really think about the fears or doubts. I just like, Oh, I want to go do that. And I would just run. And then my mom have to like, right. get back. so that, that kind of joy and just going for it that, that our seven-year-old, so I, I, I think we have to continually tap back in to that little part of ourselves. Who do we ever? <laughs> yeah, like I said, a few months back. Mm, yeah, it, mm, yeah, it was it was hard to do, but right now, yeah, we have to remember and tap into that that inner child who is fearless. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, watch me. I'm gonna ride this bike down this street, and ooh, oh, puddle. No, I'm not gonna trip. I'm not gonna skin my knee. <laughs> sure, but. Again, fearless and not thinking, not worrying about what, what if. It's just in the now. I guess in the now. As, as kids, we were very much in the now, weren't we? Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, yeah, we weren't burdened by the past and, and overthinking that. And, and we, 
we really weren't thinking about the future. We weren't thinking what, what was going to happen. It was just like, okay, you know, yeah, we just do it. Yeah. Oh, here's the ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, give me a dollar. Great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Although I guess it's like three dollars. I don't know. It's it, yeah. I don't know. It's, Inflation, baby. It's too expensive it's not the same. now. <laughs> it's like, Mr. Softy's too expensive out of these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alina, it is always such a joy to talk to you, whether it's about performing or ice cream. <laughs> it's a gift. This is this. I didn't know how much my spirit needed this, you know, just to converse with you, just to kind of share two friends catching up and sharing about our journeys, um, our very unique journeys. Um, and I will say this and, you know, if, uh, to all those that may be listening, you know, if, if I haven't told you lately, Patricio, I love you and I am blessed and honored to call you friend. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome, Lena. And thank you so much. You, you are, you are loved much. My heart is full from our conversation today. So thank you for thank joining us. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. As always, thank you for joining me and Alina today. For more information on her, look in the show notes for ways you can follow her on social media and keep up with her work, both on stage and on screen. Don't forget the next episode is the final five questions covering topics that we didn't get to in today's episode. Now, usually this time of year, the New York community, the theater community, is gearing up for awards season, from the Tony Awards, Drama Desks, Ovation, Outer Critics Circle, and all the various awards that go to Broadway and off-Broadway theater shows. But as we've all come to learn, this is no usual or ordinary time. And so with the awards season postponed or canceled in many ways for this season, I wanted to take a look back at shows from previous Broadway seasons. So in the next month, I'll be talking with creatives like producer Hal Luftig, who produced Kinky Boots and Children of a Lesser God. I'll also be speaking with composer Andrew Lippa, who gives insights into The Wild Party and Big Fish. And I would also greatly appreciate if you enjoyed listening to this interview as much as I love talking to Alina, then please share this podcast with someone who you think could enjoy and benefit from conversations like these. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and let's get together next month as we talk all about why I'll never make it. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.